You are now listening to a Fit Plus Love production. One of the reasons I became a pro, actually the reason, is because of having the New York City try as a in my hometown. I mean, in my you know, where I live, because I was able to. I dabbled in triathlon, thinking I could do pretty well, and it wasn't until I did the New York City try and I compared myself to the pros that were in the race. And I thought, oh, I could. I might not be able to bike with them yet, but my time, my running times are faster, so I should be doing that. That that was really what made me like turn. I think that was 2002, 2003. That was Rebecca Wasner. This is Marnie Sullivan. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Today on the podcast, I'm syncing up with Rebecca Wasner, pro triathlete and team Wilpers, triathlon and running coach. I'm getting the inside scoop on the New York City Triathlon and everything that you need to know taking place this weekend in New York City, October 1st, Sunday. Rebecca has done this race every year since its inaugural debut in 2002, minus a few years when she was pregnant and, of course, the pandemic. She is the first woman and New Yorker to win this race three years in a row. So I went to Rebecca to get her insight and advice on this awesome triathlon course. Here we go. On to my conversation with Rebecca. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Apple. It's easy, head over to the app where you listen, click on the podcast, scroll through the episodes, click on the five stars and then tell us what you love. Also, please share this episode, a screenshot of what you're listening to in your stories, on your LinkedIn, wherever you like to get social. Now, on to my conversation with Rebecca. So let's talk about the New York City Triathlon because it's this Sunday. It's going to be beautiful weather, knock on wood, looks great. It's not going to be anything like the Ironman 70.3 Jones Beach that many of us just did this weekend. So I'm kind of jealous. But yeah, so talk to me about this race and you know, how many times have you done it? You've won it many times. What are what do people need to know about this race? Well, yeah, if you're in New York this week, um, I keep telling myself today's not race day. <laughs> Today, the race day is going to be nice and beautiful and the weather is going to, this is going to be sunny. It's not going to be this, uh, which we've had for three or four days straight. So I've kind of lost track of what nice weather is, but I'm reminding myself that we trained all summer for this and it's coming up and it's going to be the first time that it's in October. And that is, that's something new. And I like that because I've done this race for my first time was in 2002 and now it's 2023. I haven't done every single uh, edition of it. I missed a few years, but it's never been in the fall. So it's just, something different, a new challenge to take on and we'll see what it brings on race day. Well, I feel like 
you know, with cooler temperatures, you're probably going to PR. I mean, you're probably still going to win. I mean, I know you won't say this, but I think you will podium and you will probably come in first because you are one of the fastest athletes I know in this city. And maybe, maybe Tim O'Donnell will beat you, but I don't know. (laughs) I really hope Tim does well because he's one of my favorite triathletes. Um, We kind of came up in a sport together. And I think probably the last time he did it, did the New York City try was when it was an ITU race. I might be wrong about that, but I know I'm pretty sure he did it that year and I did it as well. Um, but yeah, I hope he wins uh, or does well. So yeah, he will. You never know with this race. It's like hard to say I hope somebody wins because it's just a, it's so difficult and different things can happen. And, you know, on race day, something could change. We've had a lot of things over the years. It could easily be a duathlon um, because the weather or the water conditions, whatever brings race day brings. Um, and that changes that dynamic a bit. Um, the bike is so hilly. The run is unexpectedly hilly for people that don't live in New York. If you live here, you know what the park is like. Um, and I don't know. Last year was uh, last year was shortened. Yeah. So um, we had a long delay for the race start. You just have to be. It's like New York. You have to be prepared for anything to happen. And um, if you're able to adapt to that, then you're gonna have a good day. I feel like that's, you know, the weather here is unpredictable, but I do think that, you know, I started mentioning like the temperatures are totally different than historically. So it's almost like a new race because 60 degrees is way different than like 90. And, you know, so that's going to be fun, I think. Yeah, I think that's definitely fun. And also the water is going to be a little cooler. It's now, I just checked, it was, it's like at 67 degrees, um, which shouldn't be, too noticeable with the wetsuit on, but pros have never really worn wetsuits. I think maybe once that I can recall. Um, so that's a little different. Um, and then, yeah, the running in the park is not going to be insanely hot yeah. um, as it normally is for most people, especially people that start a little later in the day. Um, they get the worst of it, but this year I don't think it's going to get to be that hot at all. So yeah, faster run times for sure. Talk to me a little bit about the bike. Like what's the bike course like? So the bike course goes, um, First of all, starting two years ago, they changed the start of the bike course. And now you just head, you get on your bike, you head right up the West Side Highway instead of doing like a little bit of a technical um, exit from down by the water. So you don't big kind of like little scary steep hill that a lot of people used to tip over on. Um, so you just head up the West Side Highway <laughs> Sorry. and it's unexpectedly hilly like the park. Um, and it goes up, just kind of rolling up and down. And there are a couple that are couple hills, like the one that goes up to the um, toll, former toll, I think. I don't know if there's a toll anymore there, but you're going to have to stand and get out of the saddle and feel like you're really climbing. No, not really. No, but you're, there's a lot of up and down. I mean, I've had, I've done it so many times. I've had a great right bike rides. I've had rides where I've had to get off my bike and fix my chain. Um, I've had other rides where I just like kind of lost it halfway through. I just didn't think I was going to get to the end, but somehow did. Um, so you just have to kind of keep, just like keep, keep moving, keep moving forward. There's going to be a downhill after the uphill. So just use those downhills, refresh, go back up. And then the end is, um, a gradual uphill to the end, but it's not like a big steep hill. So if you're feeling like you're five miles, yeah. Well, to the end of like towards the transition area. Yeah. Yeah. So the worst of it is the transition is like, um, about 96th street, I think. Hundred and between ninety six and one hundred and second Street, I think. Is it on Riverside Drive, like down? It's across the West Side Highway. 
Okay. So you go under, you come out of the water and you go under a bridge and then you somehow get up to the, it's really confusing unless you're, you go look at it Okay. because there's the water, there's the West side highway, there's Riverside drive. And then there's this kind of playground area, um, that is going to be converted to the transition. Got it. Cause I always ride my bike up and down, you know, and, and even when I do like shorter rides, I'll ride up and down the West side highway to the little red lighthouse. And then, yes, I don't know if that's part of the course, but if that hill was part of the course, I would be terrified. You know, the hill <laughs> I'm talking about, if you go straight yes. up to the, and it takes you up towards the GW. Yes. Uh, there's a version of that, but on the road. Okay. But All it's right. not that steep. Okay. So this you still have exciting. to get to that point. But okay. yeah, it's, it's hilly. It's, it's out and back. There are no turns um, except for one U-turn in the middle. Um, and then one you turn at the end. And so it's not technical, which is makes for kind of like a faster course. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, it's fun. And then, of course, you have to get off the bike and start the, this hilly run. And the run starts with a you have to get from the transition area up to like Central Park. So that involves a hill. Yes. And if you it's hard. This is another thing I had to go up there and like check that out for myself before I believed it. Cause I was kind of like, Oh, you just run across and look at the map. It looks flat. Right. Um, but uh, it's a pretty significant climb up um, 96th street. And the last couple of years, I've just had to say to myself, like the race is for you is going to start at the top of this hill. Like don't go too fast now and just run within yourself. Yeah. How do you do that? Like as a, yeah. So it just, like, I just had to tell myself like, this hurts. This is really hard. You just finished this hard bike ride and now you're running up a really steep hill that's long and doesn't want to end. But I just had to keep repeating to myself, like, just keep doing what you're doing. And when you get to the top of this, then you can reward yourself with going harder. So you kind of take it back on the hill and the climb and then you crush it on the flats. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do. And like, don't really look at your watch at that point because it's going to say something that you don't want to see. Yeah. Uh, Unless you're sprinting up the hill. But, um, you know, I was looking down like, oh, okay, this isn't what I planned. But then I would tell myself like, this is 30 seconds slower than what I normally run because we're running up a steep hill. And it's it's going to be over and a half mile. Yeah. And so, so you train for that though. Like you'll practice that during your training. Yeah. So I, I spent the summer training for a really hard hilly race that was three weeks ago. Right. Oh, it will be three weeks on race day. The SOS um, triathlon. So, yes. Yeah. So I have done a lot of hills and I raced a lot of hills in that race. So I'm hoping that um, does help me this year because I've never, um, since this race is in the fall, I've never really trained for both of these races at the same time. And we'll see how it plans out. I think the other pros (laughs) need to watch out. (laughs) You guys are like, you guys did so well at SOS triathlon. And that's not even, that's like an Otillo kind of race where you're like swim, run, bike in the mountains, on gravel, on hills I don't know not a traditional triathlon it was definitely not a traditional triathlon and it has the effect of for me in comparison to running a marathon by the end of it it's only 18 miles not so it's not 26 but uh of running that is only but the the recovery is it feels like I had to treat it like you just did something really hard and you have to recover from this if you're going to be able to race in three weeks so it's been a balance because knowing that I had this really big race to do in three weeks, but yet knowing that I had to hold back and basically do nothing and recover and let my legs get back to normal because they were very, very sore after that race. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, sometimes you feel great after a race and sometimes you just get really sore or tired. And I think it's like just a good, I try to just recover no matter what, like try to hold myself back at least for 
the first week. In the SOS try, I there was a moment where I was feeling like, oh, this is so long. I don't know. I was winning. I had like a really big lead thanks to the uh, good bike ride and some good swims. And um, I had this record I was trying to chase. And I, I thought for a second, like, okay, just, just, just win and forget the record. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, just go. And then I thought better of myself. And I was like, you have to go as hard as you can, because if you get the record, you want to really get the record. So um, that didn't leave me feeling great for the New York City try when I finished the next day. But it was one of those, yeah, it was one of those moments where I just had to kind of talk myself through it. And that's what happened. And so now you're result, back so. training, back on um, Yeah, I think so. I, I did a pretty, well, I don't know. You guys were out racing in this weather the yeah, last couple of days and, and I stayed inside. So um, I didn't get to go out and ride, like, uh, you know, do too much training the last couple of days. But I think, you know, heading in this week, I'll be back on track and see what happens. Have you ever done a race so, like this, like this weekend, like what just happened? I've done nothing like that. I think that's probably <laughs> nothing that long. So the races I've done that have been really torrential like... rain were short, like a, an Olympic distance at the longest. And I've definitely done some that were just like the Westchester try, which was also canceled this past weekend. I did it once and it wasn't a tropical storm or they probably would have canceled it, but it was a really heavy rain and it was not fun. Um, that was, yeah, I didn't fall off my bike, but I almost did a couple of times. And, um, yeah, so it's hard to, when you racing on October, you never really know. So it could be great or it could be, although I did race what the second worst race I've um, done was in Dallas in October and I didn't finish that one. I just got way too cold. So yeah. that, that's just, what happened just to happens. me at this race. Like I didn't, that has never happened to me, but I feel like in, in like retrospect, like in hindsight, I would sign up again next year because it was beautiful. Like despite the weather and everything else, you know, it was a great experience. So I definitely was borderline hypothermic on the run and I had to make a decision, you know, and it was tough for me because like, like you, I've done so many of these races that I was like, this is really bad. Like I was really freezing and I would never quit, but mile six and a half, I saw the finish line sign and I was like, that was a possibility. And I was supposed to go on the second loop. And so I just stood there and I'm like, do I need to stop or do I want to stop? And I was like, I would like to stop. Like, do I need to stop? Not really. I could probably go out there and die. Your advice was great too. That, yeah, that's, I, I know that is really hard. Um, it was a tough it's, call. Yeah. It's good that it, the finish line was there so that you had I could still because run if you were through. out in the middle of nowhere, yeah. yeah, like you and you could do it, you could get there, but like if you were out in the middle of nowhere and had that decision to make, you might have made the wrong decision. Yeah, you know? I would have like you could have kept going, yeah. and that might not have been the best thing to do. Yeah, so, so you've gotten hypothermic um, degrees before, basically, or just like really cold. All right, just dropping in here to give a shout out to our partners, AG1. I started drinking AG1 daily over a year ago. I was looking for an all-in-one nutritional supplement that was easy to add to my daily wellness routine. AG1 replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in one simple, drinkable habit. It helps build your health foundation first. I drink mine while making my coffee in the morning. With just one scoop, I get the nutrients and gut health support to thrive throughout my day and cover my nutritional bases. So if you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. 
Go to drinkag1.com slash Marnie on the move. That's drinkag1.com slash Marnie on the move. Now back to our conversation. Yeah. And I didn't have to go to get medical help or anything, but it just got, you get to, you can't function. Um, And so it's just hard to keep racing. If you said you're not racing, you're out there just putting one foot, trying to put one foot in front of the other, but it's not really even doing anything for you. So it's hard. It's a hard, tough call. Yeah. So if they made it a pro race, would you do it? I wanted to do it. Yeah. As soon as they announced it, I went, we went out to Jones Beach and we checked out the course and it was incredibly windy and that was in the spring. And I kept thinking, oh, well, it's going to, it's going to be better. This could not be this windy. Um, We were like, we couldn't even, it was warm out and we couldn't even stand on the beach because it was so windy and cold uh, from the wind. So um, yeah, I, I would definitely do it, of course. And I, this would be a like, nice local race to do. Yeah. And you've been a pro triathlete for how many years now? Um, my first year was 2004. And how did you get into the sport? I actually, the New York City Tri, one of the reasons I became a pro, actually the reason is because of having the New York City Tri as a, in my hometown. I mean, in my, you know, where I live, because I was able to, I dabbled in triathlon thinking I could do pretty well. And it wasn't until I did the New York city try and I compared myself to the pros that were in the race. And I thought, Oh, I could, I might not be able to bike with them yet, but my time, my running times are faster. So I should be doing that. Yeah. Uh, that was really what made me like turn. I think that was 2002, 2003. Um, I didn't win as an age grouper, um, because I had some good competition and one year was a duathlon, but, um, yeah. So that's, I, I grew up swimming and running. Um, I started in middle school or junior high and high school, and then I ran in college. And then I got back to swimming after that. Um, and then I picked up biking when I started doing triathlon. You are from New York. You, your family's upstate, but this is like... Yeah. So I grew up in Maryland. Um, my dad is from New York. So we were here a lot. Um, and then after college, I moved here and never left. Um, and then we go up to New Paltz, um, we have a house in New Paltz, so spend the summer and every weekend there. Awesome. Do most of my real training there. And you're also a coach, a triathlon coach, running coach, and have a lot of your own clients that are also professional athletes that you're coaching. So talk to me a little bit about yes. that. Um, I actually have two athletes doing the New York City Triathlon. Um, they're both super fast. One is a pro, Caroline Shannon, and the other is Megan Tompkins, who does wins every 60 to 65 race you could she could enter um yeah. she's super fast so um yeah I'm excited to do the race with them cool awesome so what are you what do you what's your like how are you rolling into this race like what's your prep what are you like what are you doing the next few days to kind of get ready physically and mentally so I'm gonna do I'm probably gonna swim every day this week yeah because I just like to keep the feel for the water up mm-hmm. um and I took a couple of days off over the weekend so I just came from the pool now and I did about 4,000 yards and I'll probably do that, probably taper that down as, as the race approaches. But, um, I'm going to also do a bike ride, some time trial intervals. I was going to do it outside, but I'll be doing that on the trainer today. And then I may go up to central park. I kept, I kept putting it off. Like tomorrow's going to be nicer. Tomorrow's going to be nicer. Uh, but, um, I'll pro- I may go up to, I went up to central park last week yeah. to get in a good hard run on the course. Um, so, I may go back and do a couple segments that I want to just get in my mind a bit and that'll be just one more hard run and 
and that's kind of just coasting in. And I really just, the goal is to feel good on race day. So yeah. to do whatever I can to feel good. Yeah. What do you do for nutrition on this kind of course? Well, I'm probably going to do, I had a lot of luck with the, uh, in SOS, which is very nutrition forward, I'd say for the race, because you really have to nail it to be able to get through it. Uh, so I used, um, scratch, the scratch super fuel with, it's like a liquid calories, um, and for the, on the bike. So I'm probably going to do that again. And they have a caffeinated, um, drink. So that worked well for me too. So I'm probably going to stick to the fueling plan I use there. Um, and then I usually just take with me, I have, I'll take two gels for the run. I'm super psyched to see what happens. When do you go pick up your bib and everything? And when do you go over to the race, like check-in area and expo? All that happens on Saturday and everything happens at the race site. Uh, it used to be that you would go into, have to go to Midtown to pick stuff up, but it's a lot easier now. And it's like Saturday afternoon um, for the pros to pick up our packets and have a mandatory meeting. And yeah, so it's it's really going to be exciting this year. I'm excited to just have something new and different. Um, after all these years, it's like every year something else. So it keeps it interesting. Yeah. I mean, I am really psyched for you. I'm also like super jealous because I'm actually working in Montauk. So I'm, I'm race announcing at Mighty Montauk. And I mean, it's the only, it's going to be like the first nice, really nice day. And I wish I was racing because I just want to get back out there and do something. But I am also doing the Staten Island half marathon the following weekend. So I'll be good. Oh, okay. That's a great race. I love that race. I was going to say, we could stage a triathlon for you after, <laughs> after Staten Island. <laughs> I would really like to do that. Maybe we can do like just a mini triathlon. I also think it would be fun for me to try to do something actually really freaking fast and like a shorter distance, just, just to see what I have. Yeah. We did that with um, my, the athletes I trained for, trained for an Ironman in the summer. One of their workouts is an all out mile on the track. Yeah. And oh. just just see what they could just to put them in a pain cave that they hadn't felt because Iron Man would give you that. Um, so they had fun. They loved it. And they yeah. ran faster than they ever like since middle school. So they were like, we, you know, I got to say it was a good it was a highlight of the summer. I think it's fun to do with like a cool a group of people, you know, so that you're kind of in that sort of like pack mentality. And it's like a race. But like, I would love to do something like that. If you guys want to do something, we can organize it. I mean, I don't know where we're going to swim. Maybe it's just a duathlon. It could be a duathlon. Yeah. Because all the, yeah, we could find something maybe. This has been awesome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Beck. Thank you for having me. So excited to see how things, how everybody does this week. Thanks again for tuning into Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you email me, marnieonthemove1 at gmail.com. And let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out.